Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. My name is Andy. Sitting right next to me, making her return to the show after a few episodes is Jenny. Hello. And uh, 115 miles to our southwest is Megan. Hello. It's always a party. Indeed. We do a number of things on this show. One of the things that we do... And the first thing that we do every week is called the Elite Beat Pop of the Week. And Jenny, it's my to... favorite thing that we do on the show every week. Always has been. Now, uh, what what do you have? I have a skinny girl margarita. Okay, cool. Ooh, festive. You already poured it and everything. Yeah, I don't have any noise. Okay, I do. I have Kenny's Day Drinking Lager. That's Day D E Y. Uh, from 16 Lots uh, Brewing Company in Mason, Ohio. Uh, it says hashtag drink lots on the ba- on the uh, can, so that's responsible. And uh, there's a cartoon of uh, former Bengals quarterback Ken Anderson on the on it. And uh, let me just tell you. There's a light logger, and on the side it says, Ken Anderson gave 16 years of his life, his entire pro football career, to our beloved team in Cincinnati. Now his charity continues with that same spirit. A portion of the proceeds of this beer helps fund the Ken Anderson Alliance. Here's to 16 years of cheers. Drink lots. Drink <laughs> lots. And this is a 4.2% alcohol by volume beer. Um... So, yeah, they're out of Mason. I didn't know there were any breweries. I mean, I think there are breweries everywhere now. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's see if it'll produce a sound into the microphone. It did. All right. Oh, yeah, that was a good crack. Megan, uh, what about you? I don't have anything that makes a sound either. I have boxed wine, but what I've done, because I was down to the end, and I didn't want to do my whole rigmarole with cutting open the corner and trying to do that, I put it in my brewmate wine thing. It wine looks like a wine bottle. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in here, so it doesn't make a sound. I can't even... I'll tap it. It's Ooh. like metallic. I don't know if that's about as good as I can get. But Emma, what are you doing? This is Megan's time, Emma. She's like, my pop of the week is <laughs> the formula that you're not giving me right now, and I'm pissed about it. The formula she just finished. She's Emma. like, you, you said hashtag drink lots, so. Emma, she, you little fucking T-Rex. Yeah, she's a pterodactyl. A pterodactyl. <laughs> I love it. It's like yeah. she knows where the video is, too, because she keeps looking at the screen. <laughs> she's like, I'm part of this. I know how this works. She's trying to talk on the podcast. Maybe she has opinions on AEW. She only watches Rampage. So. Oh, Emma. <laughs> so her, her opinions are irrelevant. Girl. <laughs> All right, let's get Cheers. into it. Cheers, everybody, to the Elite Beat Pop of the Week. Um, I don't really have any news. I have readings. Um, okay. That'll have, to, that'll have to suffice this week. Uh, I'm sorry to say, but, uh, but it's all I've got. And the readings I have are for Rampage, Collision, and, of course, uh, Dynamite. Um, 
So these are all from the Wrestling Observer website, which I unsubscribed from this week. <gasps> the blaspheme. Canceled my subscription to that website after 18 years. What happened? Did did Uncle Dave do you wrong? I I've never cared less about WWE. And WWE, and WWE is incredibly popular right now. So they're covering WWE more, which they should because they're running a business. But I, so I've been finding myself skipping a lot more like podcasts or at least chunks of podcasts and things like that. And it's just like, what am I paying for at this point? You know? Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I can see that. I just wasn't sure if, you know, if it was just like, sometimes I have moments where like, I need to save a lot of money, and to do that, I think, I'll just cancel this one thing that's once a month for $6. <laughs> and then I get into that mode, and then I, like, realize how not helpful that actually is. So uh, I didn't know if you are having a, a bout of, like, it's time to save money. I'm yep. going to cancel my $10 thing. I mean, that's part of it. That's part of it. We have a child. Totally what we do. Yeah, you cancel your Wrestling Observer after 18 years, and I've got, like, 18 dresses for Emma <laughs> in a cart. So, so that's where all the the eighteen year money is going. Like, <laughs> yeah. I also can't. I, I don't know if I mentioned this. I canceled post wrestling. Like, I don't know, ten days ago or so ago too. Because um, I was just. <laughs> She's a your beautiful daughter who is hungry for that eighteen dollar a meal milk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is. Uh, so the thing that's happening with Emma over the past week is she's suddenly gotten very vocal. Um, she, it's like, she's trying to talk. Uh, we've, we've looked it up. It's usually something that happens a few, a couple of months down the line from now. So she's like, she seems to be a little bit ahead in that. She's still pretty far behind in rolling over from her stomach to her back. Uh, one of, one of them, she needs to survive. I wish she'd get better at one at the other one, but um, she can get from the back to the stomach. So like, yeah, you know, and she has the idea. Herself. Suffocate herself, yes. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, survivability not high with those uh, with that combination. Um, it's fun to hear her talk. I like to hear her like make her little pterodactyl sounds. It's really cute. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that's what she's been into this past week. Yeah, pterodactyl. Being a pterodactyl. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I'd like it if she could figure out how to self survive from yes. and figure out how to roll from well, her. Yeah, you guys. You're really soft on her. She's never had to survive. So maybe that's the problem. Just leave her outside. See if she rolls over. That's how you toughen a kid up. Yeah, she's, you know, she's 15 weeks old today. She's literally never touched grass. Why would she touch grass? Sometimes you got to go outside and touch grass. I don't think when you're a newborn you have to. There are a lot of bugs outside. Yeah. She gets outside. We take her on walks, but we do put the bug net on her bed. <laughs> I mean, that's just nice. Nice of you. I wish I had a bug net when I went outside because, I, I frankly, just, there's a lot of mosquitoes in my yard for some reason. You could just, like, get a beekeeper's mask. Yeah. I would need it to cover the whole way, though, because they get my arms and my legs. They're evil get little creatures. Oh, what a fun time that would be every time I wanted to go outside. Especially in, like, August. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like getting bit, but I also don't like sweating profusely. So I guess if I had to make the choice, I'm going to get bit, bit by mosquitoes. Okay, live update. She has rolled onto her stomach, and now she is panicking. Yep. 
And now Jenny, coddling her baby, is going over to help roll her over. Jenny's going to roll her back onto her back, and she's going to just roll right back over <laughs> onto her front. She's well, got if you. we were doing a podcast, I would let her cry it out for a few minutes on her tummy. She's got you trained, Jenny. She's got you wrapped around her little baby fingers. There she goes. No, she's fine. Let her discover the terror of being stuck on her t- stomach like a reverse turtle. <laughs> and she'll figure it out. For anyone listening, I don't actually like hate children and want to kill them through training them to be uh, adults. Um, I'm just joking. Please don't send CPS to me. We will not. I don't have a child to protect, so my opinions really don't matter here. Megan, what's the last time you like spent a lot of time with a baby? Oh my god. Um, probably that time your cousin handed me their child when I was buzzed. <laughs> Megan, Megan, that was like 10 years ago. I don't have a reason to see babies, guys. I don't huh. I don't need to be around them, so I choose you not know, to. You're, you're, you have a good pal who shall remain nameless who has a couple of kids. You don't ever interact with her children? Uh, she had them during the COVID era, so huh. I interact with them, but they, I, I knew them They're only from now. like, yeah, from being able okay. to like walk around up, you know? I never... Had to hold the child. Okay. Well, you're coming, you're coming up here in a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, you don't have to hold the child. Nobody's going to force you to. She'll be around. Yeah, she'll be around. Yeah. She lives here. Yeah. yeah. She has more claim to the house than I do. So, I'm, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I don't, think she's, I don't think she's ever been inside your room, though, to be honest. Oh, she's well, that's downstairs. I think that, that might be the one room she's not been in. She's ba- rarely downstairs. The baby-free zone? Okay, I can live with that. Okay. Let's talk about Rampage ratings. You're going to like this, Megan. Friday's AEW. Did you watch Rampage, by the way? I didn't, but I do intend to go back and watch at least the uh, parking lot thing. Okay. Friday's AEW Rampage averaged 434,000 viewers on TNT, up 34% for the previous week. This is Rampage's highest viewership total since June 30th. Uh, Rampage drew a .14, up 40% from last week. Rampage's best rating in the category since April 14th, when the show had the benefit of an NBA playoff lead-in. Uh, I guess it was a playoff, it was, but it was an NBA lead-in. Yeah. I don't know, anyway. Um, so yeah, so Rampage did well. The, uh, the parking lot brawl was a draw. Uh, what uh, was that the main event, or did they put that yes. somewhere in the middle? Okay, they put it at the end, yeah. Okay, um, and then the following night, Saturday night's episode of AEW Collision, which went head to head with WWE SummerSlam, averaged 417,000 viewers on TNT. That's down 43.6% from the previous week and is the lowest audience total in the show's eight week history. Collision finished 16th on the cable charts with a .13, down 52% from last week, um, and which ties uh, the July 1st episode, which also aired on the same day as a WWE pay-per-view, although not head-to-head. Um, so, basically, Rampage beat Collision this week. <laughs> and I think the lesson we've learned is that going head-to-head with a major WWE show is going to really really 
negatively affect uh, the collision. Now, I do wonder, because the one that went head-to-head, uh, or not, the, the one that went same day but not head-to-head uh, last month, like, that's not going to happen too often. It's usually going to be, like, Saturday night pay-per-view. So, like, next month, for instance, or I think at the end of this month, there's going to be another one. But it's not SummerSlam. So I wonder if it'll have the same deleterious effect or like just like a, a lesser version of that. Well, what was the pay-per-view the first one went up against that it was so low? Was that was a big four? Money in the bank, but it was but that it was in London, so it was in the afternoon. Oh, okay. But you could uh, see like if you watched, you know, four hours of Money in the Bank and then you're like, okay, I I watched my wrestling for the day. And then you're like, yeah, another two hours, no thanks. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it last week, so I'm not surprised that the ratings took a dive. It's just when you hear that, it's such a drop because they had done so well the week before. So it sounds more extreme than I think it actually probably is. But I I don't know. Maybe let's see what happens this week. If it doesn't bounce back, I'll be a little worried. I mean, it'll definitely bounce back. I just don't I just wonder, like what the what the settle point is like do we know what the do we even do we have a main event oh we do it's a uh, house of black versus cmftr yeah 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 which should be really good so hopefully that draws good. absolutely um and then dynamite of course wednesday's episode of aw dynamite averaged 846,000 viewers on tbs down 5% from last week, um, drew a 0.29 in the demo, down 7% from last week, but still ranked first on the cable charts uh, and was third on all of television, trailing only CBS's Big Brother and Fox's MasterChef. So, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if the concern is, did they win the night on cable? They won the night on cable. Yeah, and they didn't drop, you know that much like they're still doing fine they are doing fine i'm i'm not concerned about uh i never i dynamite never truly things. worry about dynamite these days i think they're doing good yeah they're doing pretty good all right <laughs> megan oh the, i guess there is one thing so um they passed uh like 79,000 tickets distributed for all in mm-hmm. which uh, officially makes it the second uh, highest drawing wrestling show in history that is not um, the uh, that one in North Korea that was uh, people had to contend uh, had to attend uh, you know or be killed or something uh, yep that's that's good motivation <laughs> did you see did you watch the dark side of the ring on that uh no no that might be in the season i haven't seen yet but that that is a that is a fascinating story (laughs) that sounds really interesting and really horrible for people you know but if you live in north korea it's probably it's probably just really horrible yes it was it was so it's like i mean i won't get too far into it but the gist of it is the government of north korea and New Japan president Antonio Inoki decided to put on a wrestling show and and w, and use WCW as like the the you know to like the, it was like basically a co-promotion between WCW and New Japan 
Okay. Seems weird to wheel and deal with North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Just, that's worse than Saudi Arabia. Or Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like my knowledge of like North Korea in like the mid nineties is pretty limited. I'm sure it was just as bad, but I think there was just like a lot less I think I think people in the West knew a lot less about it. Well, yeah, because the nineties, that's like the very beginning of the internet. Not that North Korea gets to like say a lot on the internet, you know, but outsiders can travel there and and relay information a lot easier now. Uh yeah, for sure. This um this day drinking lager is pretty good. Well, uh, it's both good and bad, then, I guess, that it says drink lots. Um, seems like maybe it'd be easy to drink lots in a, yes, way, that, yeah. in a way that's detrimental. It's only 4%, though. You probably could drink lots. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway, yeah. So they are now, they've now passed um, that SummerSlam from Wembley uh, in 1992. Uh, and now they only trail... Um, WrestleMania 32, one of the one of the WrestleManias uh, that did like a legitimate eighty thousand. I like that you said legitimate because I always wonder because no matter what the number seems to go up every single year, and I feel like the implication is that's a lie, or they inflate. Yeah, it's so it was yeah it was WrestleMania 32, April third, twenty sixteen. Um, the the real attendance was eighty thousand. The claimed attendance, which on Wikipedia is listed and then has the word "disputed" in uh, parentheses <laughs> next to it, uh, is one hundred one thousand seven hundred sixty three. So they only lied by twenty one thousand uh, tickets. Well, that's pretty. Um, okay. <laughs> I don't like how to. What is the basis for them lying about that? To claim the to like claim building records. No, can, no, no, I get, I get, like, why they would want to, but, like, how do they, how do they lie? Like, how, how do they inflate the numbers? Like, they, they announce, they, they put out a press release that says, look at all the people we drew, and then they give the release the real number in their, in their KPIs, like, uh, like, at the at quarter end. They're a publicly traded company. Your press releases are auditable. Well, I don't know. They 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 clear up the discrepancy by the end of each quarter. So okay, you know, yeah, okay. yeah. It's 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 like it's true. That's every single year. It's like they'll announce it a attendance for WrestleMania, and then in the quarter end, you can like find the you can find the real number. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, it's just but so blatant. All, like the press cycle has moved on for months by that point. Well, yeah, you know, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just so blatant to inflate it by twenty thousand too. It's like. You're not saying you went from like eighty something to ninety. It's like let's clear that six figure mark. Yeah, I wonder what they'll do if they if they if they get past eighty thousand, which it seems like they will. They've still got a few weeks left and only about a thousand more tickets to move. I wonder if they will like get out there and and say like this is the biggest wrestling attendance of all time, and then also. If you're WWE, do you respond to that? It's got to be hard to prove that of like records like that. It's difficult to um, to have the supportable evidence to do that, especially if WWE is lying. Yeah. I do think it will stick in Vince's craw in a way that he will do something about it. I don't know what he'll do, but it'll probably be a point of contention for him internally. 
I think they're gonna. I think the. I think there will be a WrestleMania at Wembley Stadium in the next five years. Ugh, what a baby. Hey, it's good for the European fans, though. I'm I guess that's true. Sorry, European fans. Years, there's going to be. I think they've already got the next two oh, locked really? down. Yeah, they, they, that's one of those things. They, they, the more, the bigger it gets, the more like they plan them out in advance because cities bid on them. It's like the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's the that is the big all-in ticket news, and we've actually got like a lot of all-in stuff to discuss on this Dynamite show, don't we, Megan? Well, yeah, because now they have to jam a bunch of stuff in because it's so close and they've said nothing up to this point. <laughs> so we're getting just absolutely chock full of it. I take it to mean it's Dynamite time. Okay, well, were you guys happy that uh, while you didn't attend, Dynamite was in your hometown of Columbus, Ohio this Wednesday? Yeah. I was, I thought about it a lot. Andy asked me last week if he could go and I said arena yes it is people there yes we have newborn so you didn't say no but you did say no oh i yeah i said did i have to say no or the hints were probably enough okay well the show went on without you and i'm sorry that you didn't get to enjoy it but i also totally understand um so it opens with the mandatory meeting of the Jericho Appreciation Society. All the members are here except for Jericho. Uh, he gets called out to the ring to join them by Daddy Magic. And he takes a sl- take it as a slight that they all made their entrance without him and are just now, like, calling to him. Um, each member of the society gets to basically say their piece, and each one ends up saying it and then walking away from the group. So Daniel Garcia... I mean, he get barely gets like three minutes into the segment before he's just like, I'm out. He's he's pretty upset. Uh, Jake Hager follows him. I think he's going to go find a hat similar to the one he likes uh, based on what he said. Ty is like, I'm going to have my baby and I'm going to come back and I'm going to win a championship without you. Um, Anna Jay follows her. Anna Jay has bigger fish to fry this evening. She is in the main event against Takara Shida. So this is kind of like a bit of an annoyance for her. And then the two that seem to have the most trouble saying goodbye are Cool Hand and Daddy Magic because Jericho's done so much for them and they appreciate him so much, but also they're pissed. Uh, Sammy is left. And he's like, I'm actually not going to leave you. I'm going to stay loyal. uh, But you need to figure shit out. And if you can do that, maybe when you come back around, I'll be here for you. But he does walk away. So, like, uh, he, you know, he's, like, not committing to anything. But he's he's open to the future, if you will. So Jericho's just, he's left looking, like, sad. Like, his his whole posse left him. And, uh, yeah, he is alone. Alone as the Jericho Society. <laughs> it was time. Yes. Yes. Did you know that the Jericho, the Jazz, had been together for 18 months? Because it did not feel like it had been 18 months. I feel like they've reminded us of that a few times as it's been going along. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, it's, it feels like a while. It doesn't feel like inner circle longevity, but it it does... I, I do struggle to remember, like, pre-JXS at this point. So it looks like it was 
Actually, exactly uh, 15 months. Oh, okay. So they just or, No, sorry, out. 17 months. Oh, 17 yeah. months? Okay. March 9th to 2022 to August 9th, 2023. I, I didn't know that um, Daddy Has a Penis was out of work <laughs> while his wife was seven months pregnant. It's true. That's very kind of Jericho to take him into his home and get him a job. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> Take him into well, that, his home. So that's okay. Didn't so he that, say that? Yeah. No, not take him into his home, but like. He said, gave him a home. Well, took him in in the into the Jericho Appreciation Society. He gave oh, him a support sorry. system. <laughs> he moved him into his house. No. Um. So that's what, what do we say? That was seventeen months. Mm-hmm. And and then inner circle was together. Years, Man. right? Huh? Years, right? Okay, October 9th, 2019 to March 9th, 2022. Wow. Wow. That's that a long, long run, yeah. Because they did the multiple stadium stampedes. That's true. And... and they were together for like a long time before the first stadium stampede, out even. Yeah, and then like the blood and guts, they did at least one of those, right? Two of yeah. those? Uh, second blood and guts might have been JAS. Oh, okay. But yeah, yeah. yeah. They've had quite a legacy. I mean, there since like really early on in the in the company, basically. I mean, yeah, first first episode of Dynamite at the the at the end. Oh, it was the first. I wasn't. I didn't remember if they like confirmed their group he in did, the first he did, or not. He did the promo confirming the group at the beginning of episode two. But, like, Hager showed up, and it was clear everybody was together at the end of the first episode, and they all beat up Kenny and the Bucks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. The inner circle. Tried to decapitate me with her her wooden book. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So you okay? You're all right? She kicked it right into my larynx. You're into your larynx? Larynx. Like, okay. <laughs> You're a regular gorilla monsoon with that pronunciation. Ah! Oh my god, I'm sorry. Emma's like, you said Did it you wrong. It again? Yes. Oh. Bitch, cut it out. Okay, we're, getting, we're done with the book. You said it wrong. What? Jenny doesn't like that I... No, I said it wrong. And you what? deserve to be decapitated for it. I do. I do. I bet larynx is one of those words that like... At least fifty percent of the populace gets or pronounces wrong. I don't know that it comes up that often with fifty percent of the populace. Anyway. Anyway, the JS they broke up. Is Jericho? Well, okay. No, we'll, well, I'll ask this in a minute. Go okay, ahead. so we have a commercial breaks just you know for the drama, and then when we come back, uh, the fallout of the opening segment um, for Jericho is is shown. Renee tries to track him down in a hallway backstage uh, while he's, like, looking like a real sad boy. But Don Callis kind of beats her to him or shows up right right when she gets to him. And he's like, Jericho, I'm so sorry, man. I'm so sorry. If, if I've played any role in the disintegration of the JS, I'm really sorry. And he looks like he sounds surprised that that could even be a thing. But, you know, whatever. Uh, and Jericho's like, Don, I've made my decision. Um, 
let's wait until next week to announce it, though. And Don's like, great, I'll take care of everything. And so, Andy, is this where your question comes in? Yes. Okay. What, what What's going to happen next week, Megan? So, I don't know. I've been thinking about it because, like you said, it's pretty pretty clear that everybody's fed up and they left Jericho. And also, from a fan perspective, we're kind of ready to move on to something else. But Jericho never said, I've made my decision to join you. He just said he's made his decision. So there's like a there's like a chance that he's going to, Don is going to create a big celebration event. And then Jericho is going to be like, sucka. I'm so sick of AEW like continually repeating the storyline of like, I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to drag this out for six weeks of saying, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to think about a decision. I've made a decision. I'll tell you the decision next week. It has to be an event. (laughs) I know. I think it works though. I don't think they'd keep doing it if it didn't work. It doesn't work for me. Okay. It might work for the ratings though, because they can build up to it. Um, exactly. But like in the world where that happens and he doesn't join Don Callis, what does he do? Because has he secretly been bringing together a new group of young like devotees? No, he spurns Callis and then wrestles Will Ospreay at all in, remember? Oh my god, I do not don't oh, waste Will yeah. Ospreay on Jericho. <laughs> oh yeah. Poor Jericho. It's just it's a, a very good career. I just don't need to see him every week. Yeah. Well, Osprey could do a, a lot with somebody else, I think, is what we're trying to say. Yes. Yeah. Especially after that match with Kenny. My God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, I think he said he had a good G1. I don't... Um, the G1 is, like, almost over. We're into, the, the like, the semifinals now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should actually, just to... I guess just run down because he was in it. I should run down what Eddie Kingston, how Eddie Kingston's been doing in that tournament. Oh yeah, he left to go do it. Okay. He did leave to go do it, in fact. Um. So, Eddie, actually, you know what? The easiest way to do this is just to go to his cage match. Isn't that always the way of it? Yeah. Okay, so Eddie in the G1. Okay, so on uh, night two, he beat Shingo Takagi in his first block match. Uh, night four, he lost to Evil. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, night six, he defeated Hanare. Uh, night eight, he lost to Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, night ten, he beat uh, Mikey Nichols, so at that point, he's three and two. Okay. Then he beat Tamatanga on night 12, so he's four and two and he's got eight points and he's looking pretty good uh then unfortunately um on night 15 he loses to uh he loses to david finley and it was a situation where they both had eight points and the winner would um go to the semifinals and uh eddie eddie camp just short tough that's tough but i honestly though i would say you know, three, four, five. So he had seven. He went. He went. Uh, he went four and three in his first G one. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, that is. So does is he gonna? Do they like have them stick around so they can do like the supplemental matches where they throw people together, or is he? Or can we expect him to come back? Like, 
Soon. I think he'll be back like in the next couple weeks, but he's been like hanging around doing like English commentary and like six man tags and stuff. Oh, that's fun. Good for him. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, he got he got to team up with uh, Ishii and Tanahashi in a six man um, today, actually, or yesterday. That is such a weird grouping. Yeah. So, that's cool for Eddie. Oh yeah, good for him. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess um, that being said, we're all just somehow Jericho's going to get to Osprey and Andy, you make a good point that um, spurning Don Callis is a great way to do it since Don Callis has been weirdly courting Osprey from afar, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. not much time to talk to him, really. Not lately. Yeah, since lending him his security, but whatever. Okay. Uh, we'll find out it all in. Or I guess oh, next hey, week they'll tell of, us. Speaking of, speaking of, we had we did have the quarterfinals today. Uh, okay, okay. And so the people who are advancing to the semifinals, uh, Tetsuya Naito, Will Ospreay, Evil, oh my god. Evil's and, doing uh, some shit, huh? And, uh, and Okada. Um so I think it'll be Evil versus Okada and Naito versus Osprey in the semis. No offense to Evil, but one of these is not like the other. Um, I mean that's true. They're all they're all former IWGP champions, though. Oh, okay. I maybe I don't know enough about Evil, but I I remember seeing him come out with um another you guy. His, you liked his like spinny stick, though, didn't yeah. you? He had like spinny. I feel like he had a lot of like costumey gimmicks going on, and it's. I I don't know that that necessarily translates to good wrestling, but I enjoyed seeing him walk out to the ring. I don't remember the quality of his skills. Uh, I know I don't hear about him as much as I hear about the other three that you mentioned. So that's what I'm going off of. But you know. Anyway. So with that business taken care of, all that drama, we move on to the first match of the night. It's the tag team bout between the Young Bucks and the Hardys. Uh, I had super low expectations going into this one, but honestly, I think they they actually managed to put on a, a pretty good match. Um, you know, it's the Young Bucks, so they do what they do. Um, and they win, as they should. Because uh, Nick Jackson Nick Jackson gets to pin Matt Hardy after they do a BTE trigger on him. So they protected Jeff. But I wouldn't have the expected way, the Hardys to win. The way they uh, moved into that sequence was really slick. Yeah. Yeah. The Young Bucks are, are very good at it. Um, and so you were right. They, they weren't going to have a bad match with the Hardys. I, I had little faith. But I thought this was... You know, there weren't a lot of sloppy mistakes, like some Hardy matches. That's all I'm saying. I think they did well. No, and like, the last time these two teams mixed it up, I think it was on a pay-per-view, and the Hardys won, and Jeff just seemed like he wasn't there. Like, yeah, this this match was so much better than that match. Yes, I did worry he was going to kill himself. I think he did, uh, I forget what the move was, but he basically did the, did a move where, like, one of them moved. Not, like, smugly like Samoa Joe does, but they just moved, and Jeff just hit the ground. 
Yeah. Not the like the ring ground, not the outside. The ring um, ground, yeah. Yeah, like I'm sure he knew what he was doing, but it was still like, Ugh. yeah. Like you're never. I mean, you're never gonna get like a classic match out of the Hardy Boys anymore. I don't think. I don't think it's. I think their bodies are just way beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a they had a really good. I thought this was a really good match. I did too, and like the crowd obviously loves them and was cheering for them even though i think both teams in this one i was like well everybody's gonna get cheered for right and and still there were times when the hardys got a near fall where the crowd was like all for it you know what you can't underrate though and i think you saw this with another uh older wrestler later on in the show every city that they run dynamite in is a city that. WWF ran in the 90s and 2000s like <laughs> pretty frequently and you've got a lot of the same fans who are there now, you know? Yeah, that I guess that's true. It's like I that's not my ex, like perspective and experience, so it it surprises me, but I, it seems like yes, there's a there's a logistical reason for that, but yeah. but I did think great match and mm-hmm. um afterwards, you know, there was good sportsmanship, like everybody kind of left the match feeling good uh, until the Hardys were gone. And then Nick Jackson got on the mic and he just yelled FTR. And this was enough to conjure them to come down to the ring. <laughs> oh, what are they doing? They're collision guys. <laughs> They're here on this dynamite show. Uh, they don't, there's no physicality though. They all four stare at each other for a minute. And, you know, Matt takes the mic and he just yells all in. And FTR's like, they nod. They're like, "Yep, that's it." And then they just leave, holding up their belts. And it's it's a very you know non physical face off that ends with um, everybody being okay at the end. There's no beating up. About twenty five people tried to start a "This is awesome" chant. It didn't really get going. <laughs> Guys, save it for the match, okay? <laughs> um. Do you think that, like, when FTR and the Young Bucks are in the same building and they, like, are, you know, I don't know, talking about their segment or whatever, do you think it's just understood that we don't talk about CM Punk? Like, I would hope, like, we live in a polite society and, and that's enough to know. Maybe don't bring it up. Yeah. Maybe we just do our thing. Do they, do you know, does, I know FTR are CM Punk guys, but do they, are they fine with the Young Bucks too? Like, I think so. Were they just like mutual friends that were like, uh oh? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how close they are with the Bucks, but I think they, I think they get along with them fine. Um, they're very close with Punk, obviously. Oh, CMFDR. I mean, they're yeah. melding. Right, but they weren't even, you know, they, as far as all out last year, they weren't even in the building. You know, they had left already. So. Yeah, I imagine that's actually probably for the best because. Yeah, because I feel like they would have gotten involved. Yeah, that could have been. They seem pretty hot-headed. Well, one of them does. Sure. <laughs> but he's with the other one all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're a unit, Jenny. I mean, they they act like that, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, the more time passes, the more I think, like, Cash Wheeler must be a saint. Like. <laughs> yeah, he he is my preferred hey. one of the two. Hair, hair, I find hair to be just perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, he seems he seems fine. And yeah. I don't know if he's just like, 
I love my friend, but my God, I wish he'd shut up. <laughs> I don't think he'd ever say that, but you know. Okay. So obviously at all in, that's gonna that's gonna be a match. Um people are very excited. I think it'll probably be really good. Uh but speaking of all in, as we're learning more, the next thing we do hear about is the tradition of having a four-way match for the AW Women's World Championship will continue. And I love that they've just made it a tradition without consulting us because I would have said, stop doing that. <laughs> I, Megan, I love you. <laughs> this, was, this was kind of incredible. This was like... This was like the most trying to make fetch thing happen AEW has done in a long time. But I, I, I kind of respect the, like, like you said, they, it's like they, they think they already secreted it into existence. And they even like went so far as to make a fairly extensive video package to try yep. to back it up. But I felt very condescended too when I was watching this video package. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? The the beautiful tradition of four-way women's matches. I have never once thought all in, I can't wait for my four-way women's match for the title. It's like, it happened a couple times. You can't just take that and be like, so you know, right? Like, like the tradition. It's like, okay, come on. Come on. I think I think what this I think what this really is is they have two women's titles, so they're probably going to have two women's matches on the show, but they want to get six women on the show. But like, without having to, like, sacrifice another match slot. And I have That's no sympathy I- for that line of thinking. <laughs> Tony Khan, you can make a five-hour pay-per-view and you can't stick more than the requisite two women's title matches on? Okay. Uh, but anyway, this... A strong, beautiful tradition we have is continuing, so everybody be pretty happy about it. It was, a, it was like, it was a well-made video package, and I was just, but I was just sitting there going, like, have I gone insane? <laughs> I honestly thought Excalibur was launching into like a re, just like a a recap of like what how Hikaru Shida got the title, and then I was like, oh, we're looking back at like some of the classic women's matches, and then it was like, this is the basis for how we're going to claim that this is all tradition and it's going to happen again. And then, and then he had the audacity to say to me, we're getting a tournament, which is really just four matches, so it's not a bracket. It's just four matches. It's, it's, well, it's four matches total, but but there's even like a buy in their in their two round tournament, and it's not even the champion that gets the buy. Nope. What? It's not a tournament. So Jenny, here's how it. Yes. If anyone else is be, is just as confounded, um, here's what's happening. They even have a graphic for it. They didn't write tournament in, on the graphic, which I <laughs> was like, you cowards. Excalibur <laughs> used the word tournament. You should write it on your goddamn graphic. But anyway, there's going to be four matches three matches that happen tony storm gets a bye because she has enacted her uh her rematch clause because she lost the title so she's just in she's just in the four-way match the other three wait wait wait. Wait, i'm just gonna i'm just gonna back up for a second tony storm was dumb enough to use her rematch clause her one-time rematch clause on a four-way match instead of a one-on-one to be fair, I don't understand if the rematch clause expires if somebody else wins the belt before you get your rematch. Do you just get a rematch with whoever the champion is, Andy? Or 
Like, you have more experience with this. How does this, this work? This is the first time I'm hearing a rematch clause. I don't know. It's not a real thing, so it's hard to <laughs> hard to, to know what the rules of it are. But I will say this. I could believe that, like, she is like, well, it sucks that it's a four-way, but I want to wrestle for the title at, at Wembley. Oh, okay. I'm okay. really sorry I used the word dumb there. That was inappropriate. No, I mean, we it's just okay. talked just about... You, she just called you a stupid cow. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't care. So she's in. So that's one of our four competitors. Now, Hikaru Shida, not guaranteed to be in. She has to win tonight's main event match against Anna Jay. One of them will go. The other. And that is for the title? Yes, because if Anna Jay, spoiler, she doesn't. But if she had won the title tonight, then she would have advanced as the title holder. So in a tournament to have a match for the title the champion who is part of the tournament every match she has in that tournament the title's on the line as long as a champion is in the four-way match somebody will win the belt so one of them would be the champion spoiler again hikaru shida retains so we've got two people in now the other two people will be determined determined on rampage one of them it's soraya versus sky blue now i I don't know. I'm thinking Sky Blue because I really want Sky Blue to happen. I don't know. Predict this one, though. On Dynamite, the bunny wait, will take wait, on wait, Britt wait, Baker. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You think Sky Blue is going to win instead of Soraya for a match that's happening at Wembley Stadium? Oh, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. I was, like, wondering if they're going to put Soraya. Well, that would cause tension. Soraya and Tony Storm are on the same team. Who helps who? Well, win. Yeah. That's probably the that's probably the conflict of the match, right? I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Okay. But the more obvious question, will the bunny win over Britt Baker to be the fourth member of the match? The answer is probably no. But that's how we're bunny's coming back. I'm glad the bunny's like back though. Yeah, she's, has she, she's been hurt. I wasn't sure if she just ditched out at random times because sometimes the blade's not around. I don't know. She's back. I don't think she's going to win, but those are our potential members of this four-way traditional women's title <laughs> match. Yes. Get excited. Just right up there with like the traditions of blood and guts and uh, winter is coming. The the four-way women's match. Yeah. You know, yeah. they do have lots of examples. Just because... They've done it multiple times. Doesn't it? it's like they discovered it after the fact? They're like, "Hey, we could just keep doing this. People probably love it." We're only allowed one women's match, uh, a show, so we need to get as many women in that match <laughs> as possible. Why don't you just I have a think... freaking royal rumble of women to determine the next contender? <laughs> the other thing I think they probably don't. Maybe they don't trust. Soraya in a high-profile singles match. Yeah. But, but they want her to be in, a, like, a big spot on the show, you know? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of... I guess that's why I thought they were trying so hard to make Sky Blue happen. And also, like, I was just thinking, are they going to have Soraya do a lot? Because they thus far have not utilized her as a wrestler so much as part of the outcast. Which is fine, because she's doing great. 
it just didn't seem like like took her off the shelf very often for that. If it is, if it is, um, Sheeta, Storm, Soraya, and Baker, I do like the star power of that match. Yeah, and I could see Sheeta and Baker being like, "Look, they're going to come for us. Let's go for them." And then, yeah, because obviously been allies lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I we might I, even get a tag uh, leading up to it. I do think they probably put the best match they could have together because I'd say Saray and Britt are not the strongest. Yeah, but they're good personalities to have out there. Yes. So you want them in a match, but you don't want to have a. And then you got the workers with Sheeta and Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait. I'm just so excited. I'm gonna just be so looking forward to the potential for next year too. You know, every year I'm like 365 <laughs> till the next one, guys. <laughs> 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 Okay, so that one, we're just filling out our all-in card here. Another match that we, we've already got scheduled for all-in is the main event title match between Adam Cole and MJF. So the next segment is them showing up. Um, well, no, sorry. This is the segment before they show up. This is a video we get to see of them that happened supposedly last week after the show. And uh, Adam's like, MJF? Uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna go out. We're gonna do something again. And MJF's like a night of debauchery, and he has some really specific ideas about what that means, um, including just getting into it with a, his words, a bunch of rats. And Adam, Adam is like Jenny. He's like, no, <laughs> no. And instead, he takes such a wholesome turn and he's like we're at a trampoline park mjf looks disgusted just does not care for this cut to inside adam cole jumping on a trampoline like having the goddamn time of his life the pure joy on that man's face he yes he is he's smiling he's so happy mjf standing there like fuck this and adam's like you know they this is this place great like they have video games they have trampolines they have dodgeball and MJF's like, bing, bing, bing. They have dodgeball. And Adam's like, yeah. And so MJF goes off to do do the dodgeball. And, uh, God, he takes this opportunity with the dodgeball to just massacre physically and verbally a bunch of small children. And it's probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, but he's hurling insults like, I've slept with your mom, like, just cracking kids with ball to the face. Now they never show a continuous shot of MJF doing this to a child. <laughs> they always simply show no. him one shot of him throwing a ball, and then they cut to a close up of a child just getting. Just, hey, and it was in slow motion, so you don't know how how hard the thing was actually coming in. Uh, that one kid that I feel like it was a little girl where she was just on her phone, and it the ball just hit her square in the face, and she was just like ah. Um, it's wild. It's wild. Was, was amazing. I feel like this was this had to have been inspired by that scene in Billy Madison. Um, <laughs> mm. but it was not as good as that scene because number one, MJF did not say, "Now you're all in big trouble," and B, you did not <laughs> like in that scene. Adam Sandler just went hog wild, just beating kids <laughs> left and right, and uh, we didn't get that. So, but it was still pretty good. But then this one. 
little girl. Well, first of all, Adam Cole shows up and he's like, Max, you cannot do this to children. Are you kidding me? And then, yeah, a little girl comes up and she's like, what are two grown men doing here? And they're like, and Adam, MJF looks pissed. And Adam's like, it's, it's cool. It's cool. And he bends down and he very patronizingly goes, you can't say that, little girl. Well, no, she she, she called them nerds. Yeah, she called them nerds. Well, they, they aren't nerds. Well, yeah. One of them. Adam Cole, you're an adorable nerd, but you are a nerd. And he's like, you can't say that. And then she just flips him the bird. And Adam, he gets this look on his face and he goes, all right, one more. And then MJF. Presumably, they don't show her going down, but he winds up and he releases. So, I thought, I thought they were going to double close later when he said, oh. when he said one more time. Oh, that would have been better. <laughs> that would have been really good. I don't. Maybe that skirts too much. Like, you Child can't have, use. yep, grown oh, man killing they children. They could have gotten one of Nick and Matt's kids to do that with them. <laughs> I mean, the charming part of BT is when Nick and Matt let their kids beat them up. Yeah, exactly. Not the other way around. That, though. that was a like a Columbus place or a uh, or like a wherever they were last week place. Yeah, I bet um, there are trampoline parks in Columbus that my niece and nephew have gone to. Yeah, I have not gone to one after I went to the um, bounce house place. World of bounce. And um, <laughs> I had like a full on panic attack from germs. And, that was uh, pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID, but I knew, I knew it wasn't okay. I just, <laughs> Jenny, I just worry for you when your child wants to do anything. Right now, she's pretty contained. She can't walk. She can, she can't even roll on her back. What a loser! Um, <laughs> but what happens when she's like, "Mommy, I want to go to my friend's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese's." Oh my god. What are you going to do? You're going to deny your child the fun of going to Charles Entertainment Cheese's house of (laughs) joy? Um, I think we'd probably say, like, oh, honey, I mean, your friend Karen's not real. That's just an imaginary friend that you made up. Oh, so you're going to psychologically torture her. (laughs) (laughs) Can't Can't go to Chuck E. Cheese for a fake kid's birthday party. This should be fun. Can't wait. Can't wait to see how it all goes. Jenny's yeah. going to be having a breakdown over here, and Andy's going to be like, I know how to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslight our daughter. <laughs> it's going to be great. I mean, she can't even eat cheese. It's not like she uh, is going to enjoy Chuck E. Cheese's. It's true. Well, she's not going to go now. She's going to go when she's developed teeth. Yeah, but we don't know if she'll be able to eat cheese when she has teeth. She's That's alert true. To it now. That's true. We'll see. I mean, still, we hope we hope she gets over that because I mean, the thought of her never having ice cream feels really sad. It's a whole new generation growing up, a bunch of lactose intolerance. <laughs> <sighs> well, I think the trampoline park looked fun. I don't necessarily right. want to play dodgeball with a bunch of little kids, but. I think Adam had the right idea, just bouncing. Yeah, it looked really fun. <laughs> I continue to love every one of these segments. And um, we've been doing a rewatch of um, 
Total Divas, and John Cena took Nikki and all of her... No. John Cena took his family and Nikki to the Kowloon? Kowloons. Kowloons um, place, and I recognized um, it from... uh, Dynamite. Dynamite, yep. Wow, okay, cool. Yeah, I wouldn't have caught that at the time. That's fun. Yeah, Which makes I, sense because John's, you know, John's family is John's a Boston guy, so. Yeah. Sorry, West Newberry. Get it right or he'll come beat you up. And you had a, an article about John um, the other day, and it said, <laughs> referred to John Cena as the former rapper. That's right. <laughs> Not. Not actor. <laughs> not WWE. Not former WWE. The former rapper. <laughs> what world was this person living in? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or that's the credit you pull. Okay. 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 Well, um, we're not done with Adam and MJF, but we have to we have to wait to get to them until later. Uh like you wrote a, if you like you wrote an article about uh Keanu Reeves and said Reeves, the Base player for Dog Star. Yeah, his greatest role. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so weird. Oh, yeah. Oh. Jenny is, of course, reminiscing about the time we watched the film Hardball and the death of, spoiler alert, Little G. Or Baby G? Baby G. Baby G, yeah. He didn't deserve it. He didn't. He got drive-by Sorry to ruin that movie for anyone that's going to watch it. It's real tough. 20 years old. <laughs> it was a real entertaining deal up until then. Um, okay. On earth kind of drawing is that that they gave us in our love every play kit this round. This is the creepiest cat I've ever seen. I'm just going to show Megan. Your children's toys are creepy inherently. Look at that cat. It looks like it's plotting. Yeah, that cat's gonna murder my child. There's also a jellyfish on there that I thought was a bowl of noodles with steam coming <laughs> off of it. Oh, I thought that was that too. Is that not what that is? No, I think it's a jellyfish. Because they're mm. mostly animals. It looked delicious. I was like, ramen? Right? Yeah. So so we subscribe to this Love Every website, which does um, toy subscriptions. And Love Every, if you would like to sponsor us, please do. But I am going to be uh, slightly critical here. And uh, this month, they gave us a what appears to be a framed picture that you're supposed to Oh, Andy's right. That jellyfish is a jellyfish and not, in fact, a bowl of noodles. But to be fair, it's upside down. Could definitely have been a bowl of noodles. And it has this, like, black, uh, most of the stuff right now for her age is black and white because she can't see a lot of color. And, uh, what? Nothing, I just saw Charlie hiding. Oh, she can see Charlie because Charlie's black and white. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie's looking out the window. She's, she wants to go outside. (laughs) And this is just the creepiest drawing I've ever seen. No. I think they're oh, cute. No, they're my these pictures. They're yeah. cute Italian pictures. pictures. Mm-hmm. It's of, just uh, the cat looks uh, suspicious. Yeah, maybe they employed Natalia to draw this. Perhaps. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't even know how to pivot from that. 
I'm so sorry. Just say the thing that happened next. <laughs> it's okay. There's no evil cats. But next, we've got a match. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus... Oh, wait. No, no. A hype for a match. So, BCC are hyping their match. Um, they are going to be facing the Lucha Brothers tonight. And they say, like, Moxley's just like, look, wherever the best friends are tonight, I hope they le- learn their lesson after that parking lot fight. And apparently he's, he also says, I hope Sue got those flowers we sent. And, uh, you know, then they pivot and they're like, the BCC is taking on the Lucha Bros tonight and we know we're going to win. We don't think we're going to win. And Claudio also is like, hey, Pac, I told you I'd take care of you. And that's what I did. So apparently, I didn't know if this was real or kayfabe, but they say that Pac is injured and will be out for all in. So he'll miss Wasn't it. Was Pac already injured and out all this year? Well, he came back for blood and guts and then... Uh, yeah. He got injured again? That's the rumor. Oh, Pac. I was hoping it was just some sort of like storyline thing and he would show up at All In and just be like, ha, I lied. But he's actually legit injured, huh? That sucks. That's, yeah. Well, as um, Wheeler Yuda says, oh, you're going to miss Wembley? I hear that's a big thing over there. <laughs> then Moxley and Claudio, like in stereo, just go, that sucks. <laughs> it's just like, oh. <laughs> So, yeah, I guess Pat's, Pac's going to not be there. That's too bad. So that's that's true. That is their two biggest British stars down for All In. Pac and... Hater. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess Soraya, arguably, but... Well, but not... Certain people have been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we heard from BCC, and later we're going to hear from the Lucha Brothers. But for now... Since that match is happening later in the show, we are going to what is arguably the match for the most important title in the company, in the world, the FTW Championship. Lots of people care about it. Uh, RVD is here. As we learned last week, he's hoping to take the title off Jack Perry so he can retire it. And... um. Like, stuff happens in the match, but unfortunately for RVD, he does not get the win. There is a rough bump. It ruins his chances. Uh, It happens when Jack Perry tosses a chair at RVD, who dodges, and then that chair hits referee Bryce Remsburg. Typical to this kind of formula, RVD gets a clean pin, refs down. There's no one to count it. Aubrey runs out, but she's too late because by the time she gets there, Jack kicks out. And then shortly after that, he gets his own pin on Mr. RVD. But, you know, RVD did some stuff. I mean, Taz is really pissed, but if you're an RVD fan, I think this match was probably fun for you. I, I don't know. Andy, weigh in. I thought Rob looked great. Um, he had like a hitch on his split-legged moonsault, um, which I've never seen before. Um, but other than that, he hit all his spots. He did not attempt the Van Terminator, the coast-to-coast. Um, but... I thought everything else looked pretty damn good, honestly. Like that the the the, uh, the leg drop, like the spinning leg drop from the apron to the to the barricade. That looked devastating. I thought Jack yeah. Perry was gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> this frog splash looked pretty good. I wouldn't call it a five star frog splash anymore. Maybe a three star, but uh, <laughs> but I I was you know I was very happy for him and he looked good and and uh, 
Jack gave him a lot, and, and I got to hear Pantera again. Yep. Yeah. And apparently Jack was wearing Jerry Lynn-inspired gear. I know nothing yes. about that. Okay. Okay, so Jack Perry continues his reign of terror as the FTW champion. And uh, he taunts Taz, and Taz is very upset by it. Uh, after that, we go backstage where Renee is talking to Alex Abrahantis and the Lucha Bros about the upcoming tag match with B- the BCC. Um, Alex confirms that they were, in fact, very happy that the BCC were the ones to win the parking lot match because they wanted to face them because they're pissed about what they did to Pac. Uh, Alex points out his death triangle symbol on his jacket and says we're family. And so the Lucha Bros plan to basically avenge Pac tonight um, in their match. And again, that match is not quite happening just yet. What we have next is... The Adam Cole and MJF segment. Um, <laughs> best friends 2.0, if you will. So they come out, and MJF's first sort of business he wants to attend to is that he wants to let everybody know the Midwest, they aren't mid. There's some videos floating around the internet where he may have said that, but they've all been doctored. And God will strike him down. If he's not being honest when he says the Midwest is his favorite place in the United States. And he looks pretty unsure about whether or not he's going to get struck. So does Adam. Adam so does Adam. Adam Cole looked, Adam Cole was hilarious. Reacting <laughs> to uh-huh. It was great. Uh, no lightning comes through the vi- the building. So I guess MJF's not lying. Um, so MJF says his piece and then Adam's like, hey, you know, I just wanted to talk to you out here about our match at All In. And he sort of just like offhandedly goes which i'm gonna win and he laughs and then mjf is like oh so that's what we're doing we're doing like a like a promo off here okay and he just goes off on adam cole he says like three really mean but like really funny things he said the the thing that i remember is he said that you you're skin you're you're so white that you look like what hulk hogan snorted in the 80s Yep. <laughs> Adam Cole is really like spray tanned. He is. He is. Uh, so what the hell did Hulk, Hulk Hogan snort? <laughs> Maybe heroin by accident. No. Oh. Now I've learned from Pulp Fiction that that'll you'll you'll need an EpiPen right to the heart if you do that. Yeah. Uh no, but like get so happens. What? In Pulp Fiction. She gets a shot of adrenaline to the to the heart. Jenny, a lot of stuff in Pulp Fiction happens that you don't want to see. Guess what, though? I thought they she just lives. drank milkshakes and, like, danced a little. But like, she lives. Like... She survives. Okay. Spoiler for Pulp Fiction. We're really getting into it tonight. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was just one thing MJF said. He's He just, he, he takes it really far. And Adam's like, uh, no, no, that's, please stop. That's not what I meant. So Adam stops him. And he's like, actually, what I wanted to talk about was how everyone seems to love you and I as a tag team. And the crowd's like, yeah, we do, we do. And so Adam says, you know, we lost our shot at the AEW Tag Team Champions Championship. But there's still the ROH Tag Team Championships. And I think this is where I should jump in and yep. do our ROH minute for the oh, week. Oh, shit. Okay, bring it on. So we run down 
the results of last week's episode of Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Hell yeah. This week, 13 matches. What the Oh fuck? my god. How long of a show was this? I don't know. <laughs> when you don't I, have time told, constraints. As I told Megan last week, as long as it takes, because it's streaming. Um... So yeah, so we so had. they put every single person on the card on the show? We had Powerhouse Hobbs defeating Mike Magnum. We had Shane Taylor defeating Christopher Daniels. Oh, apparently Hobbs versus Magnum was dark. So only 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 a dozen matches on this show. Oh, well that's reasonable. Speaking of the Ring of Honor tag team champions, we had Aussie Open of Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis defeating Boulder and Bronson. Of, uh, you know, the, those guys. Yep. Uh, we had, for the Ring of Honor Pure Wrestling title, Katsuyori Shibata successfully defending against the goods Josh Woods. Okay. Dalton Castle defeated the reality Zach Clayton, Wow's boyfriend. Oh, good uh, job, Dalton. Carly Bravo and Sean Dean, the infantry, defeated Jara Joel and Nick Camaroto. Okay. Do you remember Jar Joel? He used to like sometimes hang out with like the uh, the Hardy family office. Was he called that at the time? Because I don't. Yes, he was like he was he's an Indian wrestler, and he just one week he was there, and then he was gone, and then he came like he would just he'd be there sporadically for some reason. I no, he's left. He's like out of my mind. The Hardy family office is. Largely out of my mind at this Your point. Mind hold that. <laughs> yeah. Memory hold that. Uh, legit Layla Hirsch defeated Miranda Vianette. Nice. Gravity defeated Tony Nice. Interesting. Okay. Athena defended the ROH women's title successfully against Diamante. Okay. Interesting because Diamante's got stuff to do. Yeah. She's got a match on collision. Yeah. Um, Bishop Kwan and Toa Leona of uh, the uh, Mogul Embassy defeated the boys. Oh, sorry, boys. Cole Carter defended someone called LSG. Okay. Um, Robin Renegade, one half of the Renegade twins, defeated Christina Marie. Okay. And finally, in the main event, El Hio, Del Vikingo, and Commander defeated Anthony Henry and J.D. Drake. Nice. Okay, I like that team up, though. Yeah. So, okay. yes, that, that was your, sorry, that was your Ring of Honor. Uh, it was probably more like three minutes because of all the matches, but yeah. Well, that's okay. I mean, you did hit on the, the tag team champions, the current ones, which are Aussie Open. So, yeah. Adam Adam says, I want to go for it. And <laughs> Adam's like, do you know, we could challenge them on the zero hour of All In and MJF looks at him. He's absolutely appalled that Adam has asked him to wrestle not not just once, but twice on the same night. Are you kidding me? He what barely. A he yeah. He he's like, what am I, some kind of pervert? <laughs> and he's he's like, normally I try not to wrestle more than once a year, but for you, buddy. I guess I can do that because I'm a, I'm, I just love a cheap pop. 
And the crowd's like, yeah, and they give him a cheap pop that he wants. And so MJF's like, okay, okay, I'm in. We'll do it. Well, then he immediately said, ain't that right, Columbus? So he he immediately went for the cheap pop. Well, yes, yes. And he had had a great facial expression, and it was very much like, I'm a little scamp. Uh, But so cool. So before we get to the the meat of this, at first I was thinking, like, why are we doing – this match on zero hour, why not do it on like TV the week before and get a rating out of it? And I was just like, that doesn't make any sense to me. And then I was listening to, uh, I think it was John Pollock doing their, uh, uh, because although I unsubscribe for their Patreon, their dynamite show is free. Um, Thanks, I, John and way. <laughs> yeah. And he, he just said like, well, yeah, they're probably going to do a big angle on zero hour to, get try to get like last minute like impulse bias for the pay-per-view and i was like oh yeah that makes sense so they'll probably do some big angle to like get you hyped up for the for the title match for the for the world title match okay that makes sense i kind of was like why are they risking potentially injury yeah like it's it this is the perfect scenario for you know, the universe to step in and be like, fuck you, Tony Khan. Um, You're really like tempting fate here. Yeah, no, you're, I mean, that's true. And, and Andy, do you think that they're going to win it or, or do I need to go through the next part first? (laughs) I I don't think they're going to win. Okay. I don't think they're going to win. Okay. Okay, so so they've determined at this point. They're like, it's on. We're doing it. Uh, they call out Aussie Open. They're like, come get us at zero hour. Like, we want those titles. And at this point, Roderick Strong walks out to the stage. He's super pissed off. He's still in his neck brace. And he's like, Adam, how dare you go after ROH titles? With MJF of all people, rather than, you know, me, an actual ROH champion, what are you doing? And uh, MJF responds for Adam, and he takes a pretty long road to get there, but eventually he tells him to shake it off, you bland bitch. You know, because he's a typical white guy, which I love. I love that MJF is taking the stance, being a typical white guy himself. Um, But yeah. And Roderick is like, I'm not a bland bitch. It was the most, it was the saddest retort. I'm not a bland bitch. And then he. It's amazing how they've turned like Samoa Joe's vicious attack on Roderick Strong a few weeks ago into like this whiny (laughs) heel character. It's, it's, and I did not see this coming, you know? No, it's, it's incredible. Uh, But he, Roderick's so pissed off that this this happened. And he's like, you know what? Screw you, Adam. Which really goes along with... Uh, I think MJF started his his retort with, you've got some real ex-girlfriend stalker vibes. And Roderick just keeps with that by being like, all right, Adam. Like, the kingdom was right. You never were my friend. And then at this point, the kingdom, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, they walk out and then they just... They shake their heads disappointed and they just bring 
Roddy in for a big group hug and they're like, we got you, bud. And then they all walk away. Why was Maria not there? She's probably like, I'm too good for this. I'm not here to comfort Roddy. Too good to get your face seen on dynamite? I mean, I guess that's true, but this is like bro bonding time is the impression I got. Mm. Because she didn't come with them last week when they walked up to Roderick and were like, hey, man. I guess that's true. I hope that that doesn't mean that she's not going to be part of the act. Oh, I think she's going to be. I think it's just, you know, it's like bro stuff. Just take care of your bros and I'll be there to, you know, be hot later. Yeah. Well, she's got that covered. Yeah. So uh, the kingdom, they hug, they hug Roddy and they take him. They like lead him away. And Adam reacts pretty badly to this. I think MJF goes to like say, hey, buddy. And Adam turns around. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that. And he shoves MJF. And MJF goes from like happy go lucky to like very dark and angry. And uh, Adam's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. I reacted badly. And the crowd starts chanting, hug it out. And MJF finally softens and is like, okay. So they hug it out. And then Adam's like, but I do need to go take care of Roddy. And MJF's like, that's fine, dude. That's fine. And Adam walks away. And surprisingly, MJF doesn't like make a weird evil face. He just is like, okay. And then he he jumps up on the turnbuckle and is like riling up the crowd. And, and he's just like, yeah, we did it. Yeah, everything's perfect. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Okay, Jenny earmuffs for this next part. Um, <laughs> Megan, so this is the scenario that like flashed through my mind. Okay. So they lose the tag team title match. Mm-hmm. But there's still like, you know, a few minutes left before the pay-per-view starts. Adam's frustrated. MJF is frustrated. The kingdom come down. And then we get the turn. The beatdown happens. Everybody turns on MJF and beats him down. And oh no, now he's got to go into all in, you know, and defend his title already in like a, in a weakened state. Now, my theory is that this would like cause a lot of people on the fence to get like, oh shit, I got to see it. I got to see that match now. Um, so do you think you could do it there or do you wait until the actual like pay-per-view main event? Can I just interrupt for one second? You're supposed to be wearing earmuffs, but sure. Yeah. Um, well, I don't agree with any of it. But um, <laughs> if... Have they told us how we're supposed to watch this? Because... Pay-per-view. Is, oh, they did announce that? Last week, yeah. Okay. All right. Full uh-huh. price? Is it a full price pay-per-view? Yeah. Okay. I got warped because on Fight, it's fifteen ninety nine. Oh, that's even like cheaper than normal on fight, right? Isn't it usually twenty? Can we log into your so. fight and purchase it that way? Uh, you would have to use a VPN to watch it, which I don't think you can do because <laughs> you watch it on your television. Oh, but you otherwise you could. You have to watch it on your computer. Can't you like? Couldn't couldn't we like airplay it from the? Oh, fight, I'll like, be there. I'll be there. Yeah. You'll be there, yeah. And yes, probably. Yeah. Look at us talking about all this illegal shit on the No, air. no, no. We would never It's not illegal. I paid for it. It's fine. <laughs> I live in the UK. Don't 
don't bother. And me. we are we are clearly going to pay full price for our pay per view. And Megan every Wednesday does live in the UK, so everything is fine. I commute. Um, yeah, I, Andy. I think to answer your question, I would say do it early to both get buys and I don't know build intrigue because. Am I cynical in thinking that people just expect there to be shenanigans in the main event anyway? Like, I don't know. I haven't. I still haven't seen a lot of people talking about this scenario. Really? Yeah. Because it seems so telegraphed to be. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But if you do it, the other question is: if you do it early, then there's like this whole, essentially five hours where MGF can recover. Like, the pay-per-views are very long. Do you think it's it's less impactful if... No, because, I mean, it's still, like, you still have, like, the... Like, now you know that the like the deck is stacked against MJF just because of, like, Adam Cole's got this posse now, you know? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I would say do it at the beginning. I don't know why. That's just, I think, where my gut went. You could, you could even do a thing where, like, he, they, they, you know, they do, like, they wrap the, they wrap a, a chair around his knee and, like, stomp on it or something, and then, and then MJF heroically, like, demand, like, no, I, I'm gonna fight this guy, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's exciting. I guess we'll see. Yeah. It is wild, though, again, to just risk injury, Tony Khan. <laughs> I hope it all goes well. Genuinely. Okay, so after after all that mess, um, we get our next match of the night. It's Claudio and Moxley versus the Lucha Bros, and there's bad blood between them, um, just because I think Pac, you know, it's all of it. And uh, I, it's the Lucha Bros and the BCC. Like I don't, it's hard to not have a great match with these two teams. Um, the BCC are very like. Brawly and the Lucha Bros are not, so it's a nice compliment. Um, but well, Penta is, yeah, I guess Penta's a little more solid, but you know, Ray is flying everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but the the BCC wins, John Moxley pins Penta, but it's due in a large part, he gets a roll up because um, Claudio pulls off Penta's mask, and so Penta's concerned with like covering his face. Megan, how do you know? We never saw it. Well, they told us. <laughs> God. But you're right. Production-wise, we didn't actually see it. I was like, what? <laughs> I swear to God, this company. <laughs> like, that was, that was like the crux of the match. Yeah. That's what it all boiled down to. Yep. I, don't, I mean, I have no words. I don't know. <laughs> God. How does this just how does this keep it's happening every week? Yeah. I don't I don't like the finish. Like sometimes they miss moves and I'm like, OK, maybe that's just bad luck. But you you know the finish going in, right? Like production yeah. would be told the finish. You'd think. Somebody would get an angle on it and then you'd switch to it from back in the production area. I mean, Tony comes in this little troll hole, like orchestrating all this, right? Like he knows. It's just, this is miserable. <laughs> I like that you talk about troll, Tony. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, I I didn't know it was happening until the announce team said it, and then um, after the fact. I mean, Claudio paraded around and wearing Penta's mask, and he was pretty pretty blatant about it. But yeah, um, maybe Tony's it. just letting the head producer's contract run out, just like he does everyone else's. <laughs> the band <laughs> refuses keep, to fire anyone. You keep missing those super important shots, uh, but at the end of the contract, you will be gone. <laughs> exactly. I'm not going to fire you midway. You're not a sex pest who is named and speaking out, so <laughs> I'm going to let you continue to work for me until... Yeah. Just have to live through it, guys. One day we'll see the the endings of a match. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's fucking incredible. Today is not that day. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> if I pulled that shit at work, I'd be gone. Right. Well, there was just recently that other instance where, like, the three count, like it was like one, two, and then they cut away at the three count of somebody. I forget who it was, but it was like that's a three count. That's the end of the match. Why'd you cut away? <sighs> but yeah, Claudio. <laughs> we do find out Claudio has the mask. Uh, Penta's laying there trying to cover his face. Um, and while he's kind of in that vulnerable position, the VCC, after the match, just they keep attacking. And um, Penta's not fighting back because of the, the covering of his face. And eventually multiple referees have to run out to break things up. The crowd is pissed. And I gotta say, like, it's kind of cool that they were able to, like, turn an Ohio crowd on Moxley and Claudio. Because yeah. this is Ohio, you know, you you should love him. But they, Moxley, I think, left, like, doing the, like, the flex and being, like, the bicep flex. Like, <laughs> bam. And the, the crowd was booing them. Claudio's wearing Penta's mask. And everybody was just real pissed at the BCC. You know, I think just Ohio is over the same bullshit week to week. <laughs> we do not need thumbtacks every week. We don't need that much blood every week. Just, like, let us have, like, a fun, entertaining show. I mean, if you got to put, like, two hours of MJF and Adam Cole, let's do that. Words I never thought I'd hear Jenny say ever <laughs> in my life. If you got to put two hours of MJF in, that's great. I would love it. Yeah, at I least they, he's doing something different than you know. There like, were it, no, but Jenny, there were no tacks. There was only a little blood at the beginning, I think, because legitimately Moxley's head is made of tissue paper. Um, yeah, you were, you were, you saw the 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 recap, the highlight package from the parking lot brawl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened. <laughs> That happened on Rampage. <laughs> the same shit keeps happening every week. Because <laughs> of the recap. This was a this was a relatively unbloody, no so, tacks. It's like that it's like that Frasier where uh Marty's watching a basketball game in a bar and Frasier comes in and and then he s- sits down and he's and he says, Wow. That's, he hit the same impossible shot twice in a row, and Marty says it was a replay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, to contrast that, when Niles hit the amazing shot, and Marty watched it on the news, and he's like, yeah, he made it! And it's like, well, yeah, you were there. Unbelievable! Um, it really was unbelievable that Niles made that shot. Oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. So, yeah. 
<laughs> this match was not this match was not that bad. I think Ohio hates Moxley because he and Claudio are just being like very mean boys. And Wheeler was out there too, also being a mean boy. <sighs> what are you gonna do? Ohio hates Renee for claiming for self-claiming to be the queen of Cincinnati when she lived there for like one month. Yeah, but the more she lives here, the more she grows in power. I know. <laughs> anyway, back to it. Someone someone who's not the queen of Cincinnati. Kenny Omega. He uh He could be if he wanted to be. He could be if he wanted. I would accept him more. Um <laughs> but he is leaving the building. I mean, he has a suitcase. This is I assume he's leaving the building. And Alex Marvez chases him down and he's like, "Kenny, what are your plans for all in? Because your friends, the Young Bucks, obviously have a match against FDR. So, like, what are you doing? And Kenny just says, <laughs> he punts. He's just like, yeah, the Bucks and FDR, they're they're going to have a hell of a match. Like, the real winner there is the audience. It's going to be great. And he's like, I, I am just currently scheduled to have a sit-down interview with JR next week. And, you know, talk about all this stuff going on with, like, Callus and my future. And Marvez is like, can we get a scoop on that? And Kenny just walks away. So, no scoops for Marvez. He's really bad at his job. He is. He never seems to get the scoops. I mean, he did track Jericho and Callus down at that restaurant one time. But then he, he got immediately seen by security and was kicked out. So, I guess he didn't really... It's not effective. Yeah. Oh, well. So, we'll... Uh, We'll see what happens with Kenny. I mean, those JR sit-downs are very good. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, back in the ring, the entire mogul embassy walks out with Swerve Strickland. Uh, and he is here purely to explain why he and A.R. Fox attacked Nick Wayne last week. And grossly, A.R. Fox has, like, the bloody, like, tank top of Nick Wayne. It's really quite nasty, if if true. Um, but Swerve's like, you know, I told you, everyone, that the Mogul Embassy was going to take over. And that's exactly what we did. We attacked Nick Wayne in his training facility. We're, we're showing you kind of what we're capable of. And AR Fox, after that, is like, Darby, come out here. And Darby walks out to the stage, and he is just already in a tizzy. He's like, Fox, tell everyone the truth. Uh, I tried to call you. You never answered. He said, I I live with you. I saw you wrestling with your demons, and I had to leave because you're the only one who could save yourself. And he said, I didn't put a word in for you at AEW because I didn't need to. You made it here by yourself. And so Darby's like, this whole like being mad about me putting a word in for Nick is so stupid. Um, and he's like, you know, you've got new friends now, and that's great, but I also have friends. And at this, the lights go out. They're out for a, a bit, like a kind of a long time. And when they come back on, Sting is in the ring. He's got his bat. He chases everyone out of the ring with the bat, except Swerve, who he corners and and uses like puts the bat under his chin. And Swerve looks very scared. And he looks at him. He looks at the all-in sign and he points his bat to it. And I guess this signals that he's challenging Swerve. Um, and we do, in fact, find out in a few minutes from then that uh, 
Swerve and Air Fox will be in a tag match with Darby and Sting, and it's a tag team coffin match, which I mean, what I was the? like, do they do they both have to go in the same coffin, or is there two coffins? Like, what are the mechanics on a tag team coffin match? I would think they would both have to go in separate coffins. Comfort so you have to, to. I think it'll be two coffins. So you have to get both of the people down. I guess you'd have to have three coffins. Yeah. In case you got one of the other guys in. Yeah. 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 Like they, three falls match. They should or just put four out there for really giant coffin, like double wide, double deep, like like the coffin that the Undertaker built for Yokozuna. Or like when the guns put the, or the guns went into the trash bin. Yeah. They need it big enough to put them both in there. Yeah. Interesting. Well, Sting Have knows you... how to do a WrestleMania moment if he was pointing at the Wembley sign. That's right. So is this a first in Wrestle history, like a tag team, like coffin or I guess I put somebody in a thing match? <laughs> I do not recall. Well, no, because um, they're like tag, you know, like like you just referenced the, the acclaimed and the guns had that dumpster match, which is a match that also happened in WWF before. So... Mm-hmm. But this is definitely the first tag team casket or coffin match I can think of. Okay. Well, should be fun. We've got yet another all-in match. Okay, so now that that's settled, um, the only thing left is the main event. And this is for the AEW Women's World Championship. It's Anna Jay taking on Hikaru Shida. Obviously, the winner of this will go on to the legendary, the traditional all-in women's four-way match. Uh, and I already spoiled it earlier, so just obviously Hikaru Shida is the winner. But um, Matt Menard and uh, Angela Parker accompany Anna Jay down to the ring, and they are there the whole time. Menard is just screaming constantly at both women. Good things at Anna Jay and bad things at Shida. He's just so loud. It's almost like there is only Matt Menard. Um but anyway, Sheeta gets the win, and it's kind of an awkward ending that I wasn't sure what was supposed to happen. Andy, do you have any insight? Because Megan, I really liked your uh, "There's only Matt Menard" joke. Oh, thank you. I was laughing and said that, <laughs> but we were muted. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, but but the ending is kind of weird because Anna Jay gets pinned, and then. Angela Parker sort of like goes to grab her arm and she like pulls back. Like I, it was almost like he was going to put it on the rope. I was, I don't know. I was just confused. I, I expected she did a win anyway, but I didn't know if like something was blown here or not. It just seemed awkward. Um, yeah. I, I don't know really what happened there at the end. I did find it. I don't know. Typical that not that this is like, you know, a really high profile, women's title match, but it's still a title match. And for it to like basically go in the ring at nine fifty one, and yep. then also for there to be a commercial break, like when, when are there, when is there a commercial break in the last 10 minutes of dynamite? Only if there's been one other before in the same match. I just, I was just, I don't know. I, that, that For some reason that irked me. Maybe I was still like flying high on the, the, uh, the friggin you know, the long storied history of the women's four-way matches or something, but I, but yeah, uh, put some respect on this. 
It's a storied yeah. history. Yeah. Son of a bitch. But no, I don't know. Like it was, it was. I don't know. I thought the whole thing was silly, and then like the the ending was like the match wasn't that good, and then the ending was crap. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I didn't get the commercial because I was watching from the UK as I commute there uh, every Wednesday, <laughs> so I didn't notice you that part. Really have a sleepy Thursday. I do. It's my recovery day. Um, Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, but I did like I I looked at the timestamp when the match started and I was like, oh, cool. Less than 10 minutes. What a fun time slot you've given them. Yeah. Such a backhanded compliment to give them the main event, but give them nine minutes and a commercial break in there. Yeah. I mean, I guess that tells you what they think of Anna Jay as a challenger. Um, but, but like that, that also tells you like what they think of Sheeta and that's bullshit. Like think mm, more of Sheeta. I don't know. She had a, she had a pretty high profile main event the week before. So, okay. so there is something to say that she, she got the main event back to back dynamites. That's, that's something. Yeah. Yeah. And again, she is one of four women who get to compete in the prestigious <laughs> annual tradition of the women's four-way match at all in. So she should counter lucky stars on that one. Mm-hmm. But that's dynamite. That's how it ended. That's dynamite. Um, yeah, I, you know, decent show this week. Not not one of my not an all timer. Not one I felt bad about missing live. We didn't watch it live. In person in Columbus. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. <laughs> you had the option. Just drive down the street, Jenny. Yeah. Well, right. a little. Just pack up our fifteen week old. That's right. Take her to the arena. All right. Let's talk about the things we enjoyed outside of wrestling this week. Let's talk about the Elite Beat plug of the week. And Jenny just made a face. Well, no, I want to know what your plug is because it'll determine what my plug is. Because we watched the same thing this week. And I was wondering if you were going to plug that. I mean, I could I could find a backup plug. if you Well, would. no, I've got a backup plug, but I didn't know what your plug was going to be. I'm going to plug the main plug if you don't plug that. But if Math- you plug that, I'll I'll have a backup hug. Okay. Jenny, mathematically speaking, I want Andy to plug what I know he's going to plug because I want to hop on. I want to piggyback on that, and then you can plug something else. And the listeners, if they haven't tuned out by this point, it's all <laughs> worth it. Just wait. <laughs> okay, I would like to plug um, what is now. I think I, I mean I gave it five stars on Letterboxd when I when I when I logged it this week. I think it might be one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time now, Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. Um, I saw this movie in the theater in 1991 with my dad, and I, I watched it a lot of times in the 90s when I was a kid, and I never... Jenny's making some this weird face where, like, I plugged the wrong thing, I guess. I'm going to let you have your moment, but that was not the plug I thought you were going to do. <laughs> God, okay. This weird. This is the anyway, plug I uh, expected, but I'm, uh, so, yes, please continue. Um, so, uh, it is, it is an allegory for uh, the Cold War and uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall and and the crash of the Soviet Union, and it's basically like what would have happened if, like, Gorbachev had been assassinated by forces that did not want the USSR to end. Um, 
anyways, yeah. But so uh, it's the last uh, full original cast movie, and it's uh, I, yeah, it was it was my favorite of all the ones that we've been watching lately. It's excellent, and I want to say, um, Shatner gets clowned on a lot, but I think he is excellent over these six movies. I think he gives this like really um, humane, consistent portrayal of the James T. Kirk character, which carries over from movie to movie to movie. And especially for like the big arc from like movies three through six, where he has the whole thing with the, with like hating Klingons. Yeah. Yeah. Because the son that he never knew he had was killed by one. Yes. I think he, like, I haven't seen the original series. So, oh, that's worse. So he knew he had a son. He and, he and, the, mother, he never, he and the mother agreed that it would be better if he not be in his life. So he never was part of his life, never once reached out, never got to know him, never gave a shit about him. Then he's killed, and all of a sudden he's like, well, I'm going to kill all the Klingons because they killed my son, my beloved son. That's such bullshit. Megan, do you have anything uh, you want to add about <laughs> Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country? Um, it's it's on. It moved up. So like my list was four, three, two, one, five. So it's six, four, three, two, one, five now. Okay. Um, I loved it, and I've never watched really the. I've watched like a couple episodes of the original series, but I will trust you in your assessment of Shatner. I just think he has. <laughs> I mean. I don't know if he's doing it on purpose because people have mocked it so much, like his delivery on things, but sometimes he will say something that it, it, it's just so it, like, I laugh out loud the way he like delivers a line, but like, I think it's supposed to be funny too. At least some of the time. I do I, think, I think it's he's supposed to be funny. Joke. I think yeah. he like, he's purposely del- like has a cadence mm-hmm. in how he's speaking. Yeah. I think that's purposeful. I think, yeah, I think it's, like, a little bit of that, like, Christopher Walken thing where you you know that, like, you know, there's this thing that you're known for. Yeah, like, tongue-in-cheek a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I think he's really good in that way, and I love, like, the way he interacts with Bones and Spock, and mm-hmm. I just, I think those three are great. Um, and a Klingon that recites Shakespeare. Yes, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer is incredible in that movie. What a concept to be like that ancient text. <laughs> and and we saw where where Endgame got there. I like where the Russos got the idea for how to close out Endgame with all with all the signatures of the main cast. Yeah, that was super fun to see them just signing off. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. So yeah, I think Six was by far my favorite. I mean, we're getting into the next generation on the next movie, but I I loved. Star Trek Six and man, what a way to go out! I'm glad that they went out on a different note than Five. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so what's your plug, Megan? Um, I was just gonna piggyback. I have not watched or really done much, you know, pop culture. So Star Trek Six is. <laughs> oh, okay. Weirdly, the the only thing I've really uh, brought into my life this week. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Jenny? My flag is what I thought Andy was going to flag. I'm in trouble over something. Total Divas. Oh, okay. We started, it's a wrestling plug. I mean, but to be fair, 
That's the point, right? We, we're getting away from wrestling. Yeah. Oh. So, like, I, that's fine. But, like, I, I always try to pick something that's not wrestling related. Why are you making it? Why are you crying? I'm not crying. Okay. She's like, I'm bringing in wrestling. But, watch Jenny. Talk about, watch Talk About Total Divas. Because it almost doesn't count. Because it's like, A, it's a reality show. Two, it's, like, from a bygone era. That's so weird to look back on now. Yeah, it's been, we've been doing a rewatch and it's been really just like. We're almost through season two. Well, no, I think they did the same thing with season two as they did with season one, where it should have been, we should be on, we should be almost finished with season three, but they called the second half of season one, the second half of season one, even though it should have been season two. No, we're on the last episode of season two. Oh, okay. So then season, okay, okay. Season two is shorter than season one, or what they consider season one. Right. That's weird. Season three it's is usually the first the other like, way. episode season. I just love watching Nikki Bella. I, I wish she was in like every show. Um, I don't particularly care to watch some sort of like Barmageddon or other like competition show, so I, I, I don't watch her on those things. And we did try that Nikki gets married, and it was pretty terrible. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I wouldn't waste my time with it, Megan. It was a bummer. It was really fake. Oh, Artemis okay. Very charismatic. No, he's no John. He seems I, like a good guy, but he he's not. He's really nice, you know. but he's no John. Yeah. Which is weird because, like, he's had, uh, I guess, like, a brush of reality television with Dancing with the Stars. I mean, mm-hmm. that's. Yeah. Must be why he struggles to not win every year. So, uh, was it. I've been wondering this with every like um, screenshot and clip you send me. Is it weird to kind of go back to a world where Nikki Bella and, and John Cena are like very much in a relationship? Yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to look back on what could have been. Does it make you... Uh, I remember when Artem came into Nikki's life, you were a little uh, hesitant to buy into that, but I think you've you had converted, but now are you, like, backsliding? Are you like, uh-oh, I've made the I wrong mean, choice? <laughs> I really do think, like, we watched the Nikki I Says I Do last week, and then this week we've been watching Total Divas. It's rough. That that direct comparison is pretty rough. But oh. I think, like, as a person, Artem seems lovely and kind and caring, and, like, he really loves Nikki, but... um as a TV personality, he's not really there. Um, but I just always loved Nikki and John's relationship. I, I think I just, I like John and I love Nikki. And um, I do I do know that their relationship had significant problems from fundamentally what they each wanted. Um, and kind of just the like whole like Eliza Doolittle and I don't, I don't, My Fair Lady, I don't know what the other... What Andy's the man's name Andy. is? <laughs> what? Who's the guy in in My Fair Lady? Henry Higgins. Higgins. Like a little bit of like a teacher student type relationship, but is hilarious for television, but probably doesn't feel great personally. No, I mean, I don't think that your significant other should be like a project. Right. It'd be funny if Nikki Bella had a Cockney accent. <laughs> Um, I did uh, sort of ever since you've gotten into this rewatch, I was 
waiting for that classic episode. And I don't remember when it happens where I forget the conflict, but basically like Nikki enters into a bet with John Cena that he can't do something. And then he ends up like playing out. Like he like dons a frat boy costume and like beats her at like beer pong and like ski ball and, yeah, we have not gotten to that one yet. That must be in season three. Okay. It's like yeah. really funny until she's like, I feel bad. <laughs> then it's sad. That episode is funny because it is like, I think it's the only evidence that exists of the John Cena proposed heel turn because the weird costume he's wearing is the gear he had made. <laughs> Because he was gonna like co- totally change his look and like and 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 wear a singlet for his heel character. Oh my god! Oh really? Yeah. And be a frat boy? No, but like, oh, okay. but the but the gear was gonna be. Yeah, yeah, I think he has a few costume changes in that episode. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. That's. But, uh, I honestly, Megan, like, like as I've been sending these these pictures, you know, these screen caps, I do keep wondering. I was like, when, like, how many, like. When is Megan gonna start? When is Megan? When is the fever gonna get to Megan and she's gonna start her rewatch? You guys are really like pushing me towards the brink. Uh, if I'm being honest, like <laughs> I was kind of like I should go back. I should watch I've it. Really been enjoying it. Exactly what I needed this week. I mean, between okay, so obviously John and Nikki's relationship doesn't work out, but I think there are some quality moments there. I also think that Eva Marie. Just her whole, like, everyone in her orbit is insane. Like, Jonathan with his deep Vs, her father with her, with his, no, like, like his, his whole deal. It's just, ugh. And then Natty just, good Lord, is Natty really like that in real life? I hope not. She, she is bananas on that show in a way that's just... Like when she and TJ are getting, he takes her to the courthouse thinking he's doing something really good. And she's like, where are we? There's so many like Honda Civics. It's like a bad <laughs> part of town. Uh, <laughs> oh, just so many good things. So I am tempted to go back. Megan, uh, if I asked you how many episodes of Total Divas there were, like, what, what would you, what would you, what's your, what's your first instinct? Like through the whole run? Yeah. 79 episodes. What if I told you there were 120 episodes of Total Divas? Really? Yeah. 79 was such a specific guess. I don't know why it's the number that popped into my head. Uh, I, how many seasons did they end up having? Uh, well, they say it's they call it nine seasons, but uh, I mean it, it it spanned July 2013 to December 2019. That's a long time. Okay. That's right up to AEW. It is. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I bet if they knew that the pandemic was coming, they would have, like, tried to... He would have been like, can we just get, like, crank out one more season here? One more. Uh, Okay, and and if I asked you how many episodes of Total Bellas there were, what would you say? Sixty-five. Okay, you actually overshot that one. It was only fifty-four. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but I was close. Okay. Yeah. I also could not remember how many seasons Total Bellas was, but... Five seasons? They say six. Okay. Because <laughs> it went all the way to January of 21. 
Okay. We didn't watch the last season. We should go back and do that. No, we we had fertility sadness. Yeah, it was too hard to watch it. Yeah. Well, now... Now we can watch it. And your little child can scream like a pterodactyl as you do. It'll be great. That's right. Hell yeah. Uh, I just remember the last couple seasons of Total Bell as being like uh, very different because a different production company took it over and it was yes interesting. Like I liked yeah. it. It was interesting. The the we watched like we watched the first couple episodes until it got too sad and it it definitely was very different. And I remember the Bell is like talking that up on their podcast at the time too. Yeah, it yeah it was like more. I don't know. Like the perspective was different. The way they shot it, it was good. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, so that's Star Trek Six from two of us, uh, and uh, Total Divas. Uh, check that out on the Peacock and Star Trek. Star Trek Everything is on uh, Paramount Plus. Yep, we will continue to go through it indubitably. All right, we have uh, taken up enough of your time tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Until next time, this has been the Elite Beat. Elite Beat. Elite Beat.